Hey there, you're listening to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which is all about communicating the real-life narrative of being an entrepreneurial woman. I'm your host, Alice Burnham, and if you're ready to be inspired and fall one step closer to your dream career, then keep on listening. Welcome to episode number nine of the podcast series. As yesterday was International Women's Day, I wanted to create an episode this week which was just in total celebration and conversation about women in business. So I sat down with the inspiring Lou, who is the founder of Blooming Founders and Blooms London, which is a network and a co-working space which intends to empower and connect female entrepreneurs in their journey of business. It was such an incredible episode to record and I absolutely loved being in conversation with Lou. And I chose her for this episode because I think that what she does and who she is just totally embodies the heart of International Women's Day. And this year, the theme of International Women's Day is Press for Progress. So whether you're a woman or not, I would totally recommend you to lean into this episode. We talked about her story into business, the common barriers that she's seeing female entrepreneurs face, and also just we talked openly about the part that all of us can play in pressing for progress within the workplace for women. This is such a good episode, I'm excited to share it with you, so lean in, enjoy, and let's get started. So Lou, welcome to the podcast, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Alice. (laughs) So to start us off, obviously this episode today is in kind of celebration and conjunction with International Women's Day, and we're talking a lot about female entrepreneurs and women in business. So as kind of our, I guess, interviewee for this episode, tell me a bit more about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Lou. Um, I am the founder of a company called Blooming Founders. And as a company, we are looking to build a support infrastructure that is designed for female entrepreneurs um, and really to kind of give them a competitive edge in growing their businesses, whether it is through, you know, peer support, whether it's through events and networking, education. Um, We also operate a workspace with a crash. And we also run programs that connect female founders with investors and um, corporate decision makers. Mm, That's fantastic. And obviously, like, we're talking about International Women's Day and the heart behind that is literally just what you do, isn't it? Yes. Your job is just all about empowering women. Exactly. And I think for this year, the theme is press for progress. And uh, I feel literally we're pressing for progress (laughs) every day, just pushing the women to do more, to kind of be more courageous, be more brave and go out for, you know, to seize opportunities. That's what we do. Which is great. And obviously as yourself as a female entrepreneur, it will probably be true to say you didn't necessarily dream of running your own business or doing your own thing. So what's that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, I was born in, in China to a you know, complete Chinese to family and in my family nobody else is an entrepreneur. Everybody's working for you know uh, a corporate and, and that was very much what I was expected of me as well. Um, and uh, my family moved to Germany when I was six years old. So I got all my education in Germany, went to business school there and started you know, my corporate life. And at some point I just realized it's not you know, the best environment for me. I had way too many ideas and I was quite of quite independent and um, believed in my own ideas. So I left that career out of frustration um, because I couldn't, you know, do all the things I wanted to do. And um, and then I was there was by myself and I was like, oh my God, you know, okay, so if I don't want to work for somebody else, so clearly I have to work for myself. Um, so that was the conclusion and that made me an entrepreneur by default. And the whole journey started about, well, almost five, five and a half years now. Um, And I had to figure out what I wanted to do, actually, as an entrepreneur. Um, That took me about three years (laughs) in the 
process of that, I moved to London about four years ago. And uh, yeah, I started Blooming Founders about, you know, two and a half, three years ago. Um, and uh, figure out this is what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Just kind of gone from there and grown from Exactly. There. It's amazing. So was that kind of, obviously starting Blooming Founders, that's such a incredible heart behind that. Was there a specific moment that you recall when you were either in your corporate job or mm. moving to London where you thought, this is something that I want to do. This is a gap in the industry or something that I want to address in my work. Yeah, I think I think in the corporate world, I had this, you know, thing with female talent not being promoted to senior levels, right? And I think we all know that there's, you know, too little women in, uh, you know, sort of board uh, positions or just senior management in corporates. And I always wanted to, you know, sort of help um, these women as, as well. And, and in fact, actually, my first venture after I left the corporate was a image consultant um, sort of firm and a image consultancy. And I was helping women in middle management with their image, professional image. So um, styling, behavior training and communication training. Um, so I ha always had this passion for, you know, sort of supporting women, I suppose. But then it was only up until when I came to London, did this different business, um, didn't enjoy the industry, it was in tourism. It was very competitive and very toxic. Um, and then I realized, you know what, it's not that easy to start up a business. I'm doing everything on my own. I'm, you know, losing so much time and energy and trying to figure things out by myself. And on that journey, I just met a lot of other amazing women who are also doing it on their own, <laughs> finding everything out by themselves. And I just felt, wouldn't it be more efficient? That's probably like me being German. <laughs> wouldn't it be more efficient if all of us would get together <laughs> yeah. and just share the knowledge and, you know, help each other, right? Uh, so that's kind of like was the aha moment. Uh, I had that, yeah, about three years ago in London when I thought, you know what, this is not, you know, like something has to happen and I fundamentally believe that there's more and more women looking to become business owners and starting their own you know entrepreneurial journeys so it's a great time yeah and it's so exciting I think I was reading an article the other day that was talking about we can't expect women to want to start businesses and be entrepreneurial if they can't see people already doing that and yeah, see women definitely. already in those roles definitely um what was your experience of that because obviously you moved to the UK yeah. you had this idea it's great to have an idea and it's mm -hmm. great to have a passion but actually practically starting a business is yeah. so much more complicated and confusing and difficult than that definitely. so what was that process like actually starting a business yeah. I mean, I think that on the technical part, starting a business is not that um, uh, difficult in the UK, actually. So everybody can register a limited company for like very little money. I even forgot. I mean, it's like something very silly, like £25 or something. Um, so that's kind of like that part. Yeah. <laughs> you have a company. You are a director. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so that doesn't mean anything, obviously, because you still need to build the business and what the business is about. And it took me about, to be honest, it took me like the last two two years to figure out what the business model behind Blooming Founders should be. And I've done it by putting myself out there, right? When I moved to the UK, I didn't know anybody. Um, I just felt it was a more international, you know, more vibrant environment to be an entrepreneur. And I basically, what I've done is every day, pretty much Monday till Friday, for the first year of me being in the UK, I was out at an event. So I was putting myself out there, networking, trying to understand the ecosystem, how things work, you know, which are the good events and which are like the not so good events. And yeah, just meeting people, just literally collecting business cards, like front, right and center, really. And um, yeah, so that's how I built the network. I've met, you know, amazing women that, you know, I, I saw speaking and um, 
and then I started stayed in touch with them. So then I started organizing my own events with them and starting to build my own community and everything has grown from there. Yeah. It's really exciting. And like we're even sat in Blooming Blooms London, yes. which is your like co working space and it's just amazing. Yeah. Like to think that you only started this four months ago is incredible. Thank you. Um, yeah, and obviously today we're talking kind of on the topic of International Women's Day. So as mm-hmm. someone who worked very directly with female entrepreneurs and yeah. women in business, what kind of really common challenges or issues do you see women face within the workplace? Yeah, so there's a lot of issues and a lot of barriers. Um, so one starts from the woman herself. Um, I guess just, you know, objectively, 80% of women start out on their own, which is not too helpful because there's just so many, so many things to do. And, you know, it takes time and effort to kind of get things off the ground, right? And then the other thing is that um, women sort of like um, don't have really, you know, perceive to have not to have certain skills so they tend to be more cautious when uh, before even taking the leap to starting mm-hmm. out because they think they don't know this they don't know that and you have to know this and know that to it's be like able asking to for permission isn't it exactly yeah. to kind of like you know or you want to be like a, feel like a hundred percent ready to become an entrepreneur and no entrepreneur is ever ready for anything right yeah. <laughs> and, and and even if you think you are it will probably happen in a different way than you anticipate so it doesn't really make sense to be 100% prepared because the reality will be different. Um, so that's definitely something that I see holds women back just kind of internally. But then also on the on the outside, um, it's very hard for women to raise funding and that also kind of changes the trajectory of your business because if you're able to raise, you know, a seed investment, um, you know, you you have, you know, money to hire people, right? That compensates for you to being like a solo founder, for example, or to build a team and just build more resources and invest in product development and all of that. But unfortunately, um, very few women sort of receive that type of funding. And when you sort of look at even venture capital, then the statistic is really, really um, dire because it's less than 3% of um, venture-backed companies in the UK have a female co-founder or CEO. So wow. in return, that means 97% of all money goes to all male teams, which is insane. Um, yeah, and that's kind of like, I think, you know, a few of the sort of things that I have observed in the industry. Yeah, and you kind of continue to mention there about obviously starting out on our own. And mm. it can be really isolating starting a business, yeah. can't it? When you're on your own, even if you're surrounded by people, you can still feel so isolated, particularly yeah. if your friends and family aren't entrepreneurs and yeah. they don't quite get it. Yeah. And obviously such a big kind of movement we're seeing, particularly within female entrepreneurs, is this idea of community over yeah. competition. Definitely. And that's something you've obviously created here at yeah. Blooms London. So tell us more, what's kind of your heart behind women being in community with each other, even if they're doing separate businesses or separate yeah. ventures? So I think ultimately, I mean, we are all brilliant, uh, you know, human beings uh, with, you know, knowledge, education and experience, right? And if you want to start a business, there's a gazillion things you need to think about. And obviously you can't know everything right? Because we all come from, you know, a certain background and have experienced different things. But however, if you put all the brains together, uh, it's always kind of like, you know, a gigantic brain trust or, you know, so, you know a community that shares the knowledge, then everything can be um, just advanced. And, um, you know, you learn more. You also kind of, you know, sort of um, 
it's it's a more sort of comfortable environment for you to like I suppose make connections, build your networks, mm-hmm. and just learn from each other. Um, so I think community is hugely hugely important for women to you know, make progress, whether it is actually an entrepreneurship or in, in the workplace in general. I think that obviously, the, you know, you also have the, the things that, you know, the people that say, oh, you know, but my experience with this lady was not great because, you know, she was kind of, I don't know, really catty and she didn't want to support me, et cetera, et cetera. You always have these things as well. But on the grand scheme of things, I have experienced most of the women in, you know, in, in startups to be very, very supportive. And I suppose the new generation, you know, like the younger generation definitely is 100% more supportive of each other than, you know, trying to basically be like, oh, I had to fight for, you know, to get this. So you better fight for it too, kind of thing. I mean, it doesn't make sense. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And actually kind of finding power and community and helping each other out and not everyone's yeah. kind of, even if you're on your own team, you're not just fighting for yourself and you're actually finding exactly. community in that, which is so important, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. And it's kind of like, it's it could be like the, the actual knowledge or it could be just emotional as well, right? I mean, sometimes if you have like a really shitty day, I mean, if you're a business owner, like, who do you go to, right? If you have a team, then, you know, and, and even if you have a team, if, you, if you're the business owner, you can't cry to your team because you're still yeah. the leader, right? So who do you go to to cry, you know? Or just kind of, like, let out your frustrations, right? So yeah. um, having a network of peers is, yeah, can be really, really crucial and um, providing that sort of resource. Yeah, and I love that you kind of just see that actively here at Blooms London because I'm yeah. sure if some people in the industry were to hear words like female-focused workplace, they'd probably assume it's full of kind of bitchy women just gossiping all day. But it's so different to that, isn't no, it? There's so much community and so exactly, much... Exactly, and we're also, I mean, we're female-focused in the way that we're designed for the needs of women and the aesthetics appeal to women. You know, we have you know a crash on site and we have a beauty room and all of these things. We have pink wallpaper. <laughs> and uh, But we are uh, inclusive to all, so we have, you know, our membership is open to men as well and we have a few male members here as well that just kind of happen to enjoy the environment better than, you know, other co-working spaces mm, which is amazing yeah. I was kind of I knew that it was a male kind of accepting as yeah. well environment but I was still surprised when I walk in and I was like oh my gosh there's loads of men in here like, yeah. that's really cool yeah love that and obviously kind of talking about men looking at female empowerment and yeah. kind of supporting females in business that's not just an issue for us to deal with that's something yeah. that men can play a part in as well Absolutely. so what would you say if there's kind of like a male listening to this episode what's the part that they can play in kind of working towards having better equality within the workplace. To be honest, giving every woman, every talented woman that you sort of like support and endorse a leg up in whatever she's looking to do, right? And I think I think a lot of women actually just it start from like just comments, simple comments, you know, from are you sure you want to do that? Or, you know, sort of are you ready? Are you prepared for that? You know, sort of kind of any doubting comments, just cut that out out of your vocabulary like right now right because women can do things right and instead of saying that it's like why don't you just say something more positive more empowering you know um any sort of connection you can help her make that gets her exposure of some sort um please do right um and and you know because a warm introduction counts a lot in you know the workplace as well as in entrepreneurship um so so doing that is, is tremendously helpful and ultimately i mean if you happen to be a male investor <laughs> invest more in women because uh diverse teams generate more roi more return it's incentively proven so there's 
not just kind of like you know the social element but also the a business case around that mm. um yeah which is amazing that's really great and um to ask you a question if you could because you sound now when you're talking you, yeah. you obviously know what you're talking about and you're very kind of like just do this and that makes sense and I love that about you but if you were to look back kind of three years ago when you mm. first started Blooming Founders what's something you wish you'd known then or something you wish you'd valued more when you were starting up your business um interesting question I would always think I would say I mean like in hindsight you know more obviously right but it's actually quite difficult to build a company that's built on a network without a network because I built Blooming Founders without knowing anybody actually in startups or, you know, entrepreneurship in London. And uh, my first business in London was a consultancy and it was more, you know, around tourism and, and retail. And so I was hanging out more in the Mayfair area uh, and uh, I knew nobody in shortage. So it takes time. So I think that's kind of uh, the learning overall. It takes time to build anything you're looking to build. Mm. Um, so, you know, I suppose... In a way, the only thing that I think that could maybe have changed my own journey is if I had known uh, when I was still working in the corporate about everything entrepreneurial, I probably wouldn't have not just quit and, you know, went cold turkey, but sort of transitioned a little bit mm-hmm. and started building the community, running events you know, on the side. And it would have been difficult because I was in Switzerland and that has like no ecosystem, right? But maybe, you know, there's something, right? Um, but I think the advice I would have for, for anyone else is that if you don't have a concrete idea of what you're looking to build, start on the side mm-hmm. and build it to you know an extent where you feel more comfortable mm-hmm. in taking the leap. Uh, because, it then, you know, if you, if you then take the leap, it will still take longer than you would think. Yeah, everything always takes longer. It's like the saying, isn't it? If you think it's going to cost something, double it. That's exactly. probably what it's actually going to cost. Definitely. <laughs> and it's definitely. the same with time, isn't it? Or anything yeah. really that you're doing in business. Exactly. So let's talk more about kind of what you do. So obviously Blooming Founders, and now you've got kind of Blooms London. Yeah. What urged you to start the co-working space? Obviously you had this company that was empowering a lot of kind of females that were starting up in business. What then made you want to start this kind of physical community here? Yeah. So for- one reason was actually for my business, very selfishly. Uh, I was looking for a more sustainable element to it because I was running events before. And when you do run events, I mean, events are not very sustainable because they're pretty much one-off, right? You put all your effort in creating an event, the people come, you hold the event, and then that's gone, right? And the next event, you have to do the same thing again, right? So not very sustainable. And I was looking for something more sort of long-term, um, you know, for, for my own business. But at the same time, you know, I really felt that there was a gap in the market because so through those events, I was able, luckily, to kind of speak to a lot of women, right? Um, the community itself is 2,500 people strong and um, I'm, you know I had like over 5,000 people attending my events already and um, speaking to them I felt that you know they kept on telling me that you know ex- workspaces are expensive they actually don't really need it full time because you know they work flexibly they work from home but they can't work from home every day so they're looking for something more flexible and also like the environment you know it's very male dominated it's not really for them their clients might not feel comfortable etc etc right and I listened to that and I was like, well, hold on, you know, I mean, maybe we can create like a different space, right? Maybe we can create a space where we can hold our own events, we can empower other people to hold their events as well. Um, a lot of women actually do that when they start up a business. Um, they do events, they bring people together, they do workshops to find clients and all of that. And um, and I was really thinking that I have a niche market that I understand better than anybody else. 
uh, you know, in the industry, and I could create a product for them that, uh, you know, serves them much better than anybody else. Mm, and so much kind of what you've already talked about in this episode is just the importance of connecting with people. You yeah. said that before you even began your business, you just Monday to Friday, nine to five, went to events and yeah. met people. Exactly. And obviously it's so easy to just connect with someone online and then yeah. feel like you've ticked that box yeah, finding yeah. community. But there's such kind of, so much that you miss when you're not kind of... Exactly. And, and that's actually, it's a really important point because, you know, the Blooming Friends community is online. We're 2,500, um, over 2,500 people now. But people want to meet right so then you know it's great to have a space actually then you know that acts as our home so blooms london is like the home of blooming founders that's where we run all of the events that's where people can meet and you know have, grab coffee and collaborate mm. talk projects and all of the, these things and actually actually make them happen in space as well so yeah it's so all in one <laughs> not just being something that served your kind of database and your community mm. but also served you as a company exactly win-win right <laughs> And it literally is an amazing space. If anyone is yeah. listening and lives in London, I'd be like, come and check this place out. Yes. Like, so there is literally a room with hair products in yeah. and makeup and things, and it's like the most amazing thing. <laughs> it makes me want to travel in and work here. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously starting up, I can't even imagine what's involved in starting yeah. up a co-working space. So what have you learned, obviously, in your kind of three, four mm-hmm. months of starting this space at Blooms London? What's that been like for you? So I think there is a lot of work in the background and, you know, sort of in operating a space that the members would never know, right? All of the, you know, the small things and um, things move around in the space all the time. So the furniture moves and then, you know, sort of things have to be put back in, in place again, right? Um, you know, we have real plants here, so plants die and have to be replaced. <laughs> and, you know, we run off cookies or we run out of, like, you know, printing paper and, and all of these things, basically, right? So you have to basically sort of, you know, make sure the operations um, run smoothly um, and uh, and then also like there's a lot of things to be considered in, you know with the building which I would have not known before because I've never run a space before but you know we share the building with other companies and you know there's kind of like you know, sort of, you know issues and concerns around the building that I would have never thought about right mm-hmm. and um, so yeah so you find out along the way and you learn and um and you you know obviously learn for the next space and 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 all of that i mean we took this space for 15 months that's like a very long pop up <laughs> um uh, of over a year um but uh, but yeah it's really our pilot you know sort of location where we want to sort of test and see what's happening what's going on what people use and what people don't use and then we're looking to sort of um, get our own location um, for next year. So hopefully we will then, you know, in, incorporate the learnings and create a better mm. space for the ladies and the men. And the men. They're invited to. They're and allowed to call Always, always. always. How, what do you find men's experiences of working in kind of a female-focused co-working space? I think, I mean, I mean, from what I have heard from them, they really enjoy it. Um, I think it's just a different vibe, right? It's... Um, much more collaborative, much more open, much more relaxed through like the vibe that we create here. And to be honest, I mean, not every man is that, you know, sort of testosterone-driven, like, you know, person that just wants to kind of grow, 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 and, 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 you know, money is all what counts. I mean, there's a lot of 
men that are very conscious, that are very sort of like, you know, sort of uh, sustainable in what they're looking to build. And also like, you know, you know, freelancers, right? Like flexible work is important to them. You know, they're working dads and, and, and all of these things, right? So mm-hmm. they also then just identify for themselves it's a better space for me to to, to be, um, you know, to build, uh, you know, my, my business. Which is amazing. Yeah. I love that kind of on your website it just states so clearly like we're female focused yeah. but men are totally invited too. Because exactly. I think sometimes when we're being all about female empowerment yeah. it's careful that we don't shift the other way mm-hmm. of not welcoming men into that yeah. community and into yeah. that movement and it doesn't just exactly. become this like women's only club. No, exactly. I think, you know, I mean, empowerment of women is, you know, to, with the goal to reach equality, right? And equality involves men. It's not like... It's not, you know, a woman's empowerment to, to reach, like, female domination. I mean, like, no. We don't want to run the world. Like, not like, like you know. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of work to run the world, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, having allies is really um, important, really. I mean, um, just, mm. it makes life easier, to be honest. Yeah, and it makes such a difference, doesn't it? As a biz- Whether you're a business owner or not, having yeah. a community and having mm. stuff around you, particularly as a woman. Yeah. I think it's amazing. And kind of to have that ability to say me too mm-hmm. and to talk to people that are doing the same thing as well, yeah. which I think is really important. Yeah. Um, so if you were to kind of dream super big for mm-hmm. Blooming Founders and Blooms London, what would that look like? If in your lifetime you could see some real traction within yeah. female entrepreneurs? Yeah. So I think um, as a almost like a, you know, a new standard of co-working, right? I think, like, most of the co-working spaces are very, like, high-growth, tech-focused, and all that, you know, like, the vibe is kind of like that. I think I just want to create a different brand with a different vibe. So we want to grow Blooms London to other locations in London, to other locations in the UK, internationally, you know, really sort of serving the you know flexible work and and sort of smaller businesses to creatives to you know sort of everyone else really um and uh, but with a different vibe right a bit more relaxed but more sort of chilled out and and just kind of like you know mindful maybe um and uh more balanced overall and with blooming founders which is sort of the online sort of platform i mean we want to um grow that um as well and and you know the last thing that's sort of like i want to tap into is um, around capital and funding for um, female-owned businesses because when you have taken all the hard steps and getting off the ground and now you know you can afford to be in the workspace even though we're really really affordable as a workspace um, but you know you're you're you know in the workspace you're committed to the journey and you really want to grow you need typically capital to grow and it's still a big it's it's a big roadblock at the mm. moment, and especially for women, right? Getting funding exactly. So that's something I definitely want to look into in the future. Um, not really, like no specific plan to be honest. So I have to figure things out. But it's definitely you know in an ideal world, like you know in ten years time, mm. I think we would want to have built an ecosystem that really sort of caters for um, you know female entrepreneurs from idea inception to scaling up a business mm-hmm. and, and serving her with all the products and services along the way mm. that she might need. Yeah, which is amazing. That's such almost a big vision, but it's so easy to see how you're already serving that in a way yeah. and serving women in business in that way. Um, so having experienced life in the corporate world as a woman, mm-hmm. obviously we're talking a lot about as women who work for themselves and women mm-hmm. who are self-employed, what that looks like. But in a corporate mm-hmm. sense, what can both women in business, business owners, CEOs, corporate companies be doing to serve women better yeah. in the workplace? I think just 
honestly listen to them. Um, I think the problem with, um, you know, sort of like the female sort of movement at the moment, everybody's trying to figure out what can we do for women or like what could women possibly need? What do women want? I'm like, well, why don't you just ask them? <laughs> you know, it's like, we're, we know we have voices and opinions and all of these things. So I think it will really depend on each uh, sort of uh, individual company, right? Because every company has a different makeup of people, different values and, you know, situations and so on. But, just um, yeah, like put out a survey maybe, or have focus groups, you know, and just see what the major concerns are. My hunch would be, major concerns will be around maternity leave, and um, you know, childcare mm. uh, support. Uh, it could also be uh, sort of leadership training. It could be of being offered opportunities to advance and progress. Um, you know, having um, you know, challenge you know, sort of really challenging in the good way, challenging sort of um, work plans that develop mm. them, the, you know, those females uh, personally and also professionally. Um, not having the feeling of, you know, just being parked in a position where, you know, you can just like work away nine to five and that's it, I think. Yeah. But somebody who really sort of believes in your abilities and puts you actually into sort of exciting positions kind of thing. Right? Yeah. And I think... That would um, help a lot, and 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 the, in, in corporate you always have this thing of mentor versus sponsor, right? Like the mentor is kind of like helping you, sort of like moving along, feeling you know better about it, with like sort of overall guidance kind of thing. But the sponsor really opens up doors for you, right? The sponsors would put you, would sort of recommend you for a certain job, mm-hmm. right? And and that's where I think you know that the men can help as well. I mean, women in the corporate. Um, space definitely need more male sponsors mm-hmm. to give them that leg up yeah and accelerating women to actually i think sometimes as women we don't even know what our potential is exactly we feel so used to just being okay well this is the job i'm going to do and it's just going to be that yeah, yeah. i think it can be so eye-opening yeah. when women are told hey you can reach exactly. for that promotion or do that thing or exactly. go for that job exactly and you know be like i'm going to recommend you for that job because i believe you you can do that mm. and you'll be like Mm. <laughs> yeah and I think sometimes it's important to acknowledge isn't it a lot of the work that we're kind of willing to see within people's views towards women is often going to start within ourselves as women yeah, it's definitely. not all kind of we're victims of something I think it's us training our mindset to change in that way yeah. and if you were to look at kind of one mindset that you would love women who are listening mm. or women that you work with to really get like just one simple thing for women in yeah. business to grasp in their mindset what would that be so I would say believe in yourself. I mean, there's multiple ways of phrasing it. It's either believe in yourself or feel the fear and do it anyway because, you know, it's kind of like overcoming that or just be brave, yeah, just be courageous. Um, mm. There's very little that they actually can go really wrong, right? Um, what's the so, worst that's going to happen, hey? <laughs> what's the worst that's going to happen, basically, exactly. And... Um, and uh, the worst that might be happening, you lose a bit of money, fine. I mean, but you're not unemployable. You have great skills. So you just find a job again, you make some money, and it's all good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you've learned so much, right? I think I think we do live in a society where people start to value experiences more and more and more, actually. Uh, and less, I suppose, like the money side of things, So which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think as long as you sort of see it that from that perspective that you literally have nothing to lose but everything to gain, um, there's no reason why you just shouldn't try something, right? Yeah, which makes so much sense when you put it that way. Of like, what's the point of holding back from something which has so much potential just because yeah. of a small risk or losing yeah. a bit of money or yeah. whatever, which I think is so important to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Was there a moment for you where you 
have you ever struggled with that with like not having confidence in your ability as an entrepreneur have you always been all right with I think I mean I put myself in a position where I just had no other choice basically right because I just left my job <laughs> and then I was like okay I need to figure it out and <laughs> I, I need think, to make money doing this <laughs> exactly exactly and I think as an entrepreneur, I mean, then I actually realized how much an entrepreneur I am because I'm very optimistic. I'm always thinking, like, that's totally going to work out, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then you kind of, like, go on that journey. It's like, hmm, it actually is, like, harder or it takes longer or, you know, whatever. It, like, doesn't sort of doesn't sort of happen as I planned it, right? So you just have to have the resilience. Like, I had to build a lot of resilience along the journey to be comfortable with that. Um, and just, you know, just think... It's going to work out somehow and, you know, I have the capabilities and I have the creative juices somewhere that will just figure things out. And I might not, I mean, I don't know a lot of things, like most of the time, right? <laughs> um, I do know a lot of other things that I've figured out, right? But there's a, yeah. a, a big chunk of things that I haven't figured out yet. So it's just a constant feeling, to be honest, right? Um, and you have to get used to it. And once you get used to it, yeah, it's fine. And get used to the fact that you have no idea what's going to happen in the next six months exactly. or what the next year is going to look like. Exactly. Just... Something can happen, you know, completely changes the thing. And and then you have to recalibrate, right? And um, But as long as you're passionate about the cause that you're, you know, the, you're doing or the problem you're looking to solve, I think you'll always find a way, Yeah. you know. And with so much kind of online communities and online learning out there, as long as you've got that passion and the heart and the idea, yeah. you can find the ways to do that so you can many. find a way to do that I mean I suppose with all the drive that you have and the resources etc it's great but you also do need to make some money at some point so you know in terms of business building the financials are are quite um, you know sort of real at some point right so um, so yeah so just kind of focus on the actual business um, as you're building it and not what looks nice right mm -hmm. um which can involve you know like the pr or like guest blogging or a lot of other things basically yeah right, that people do um that feels productive mm -hmm. but it really isn't yeah and when you're starting out you have to be so precious yeah. about what you're agreeing to do because okay. it's so easy to say yes to everything isn't it exactly. and to just want to be on everything and do everything but yeah, you've yeah. got to actually think what does this look like for my business is this yeah. a move that's actually going to grow yeah what I'm doing which I think is women we struggle with because we want to do everything it's exciting and it's, it's exciting to do, yeah but you know that's true <laughs> we like multitasking we like having our we hands do in all pots mm -hmm. and and it's interesting and uh, you know we want to be creative but you have to focus on a few things yeah to really make them work great because I mean the market is actually quite tough right yeah. I mean it's not that easy to convince people to buy from you and actually no, sort of particularly if you've got a service-based yeah. or community-based product it's hard for people to see the value in that sometimes, yeah. isn't it? If it's not like you're getting this physical thing. Yeah, which is actually then, actually the, the space help because the space is a physical thing. So then people yeah. start to realize, oh, you know. So, so yeah, so there's, um, there's always interesting. Yes, yeah, you're absolutely right. And like you say about the space, I can imagine if I was a female entrepreneur coming here, I'd feel so much more legit. Yeah, like when you're just definitely. sat at home on your laptop, you can be feel a bit of a fraud, can't yeah, you? Like yeah, yeah. I'm not really a business owner. I just have a website that I made for free. Yeah, yeah. But like when you're in a space yeah. and like you sign in with your little keypad, yeah, that can have exactly. that feeling of like, okay, yeah. I belong here. Like that this is, is true. space for me. That is true. Which yeah. I think is so important. So we yeah. kind of mentioned in that women when we're starting out. I think something that I see so often, yeah. particularly because I work within marketing, yeah. is female entrepreneurs have a real fear of promoting themselves yeah. and shouting about themselves. Yeah. And I see it with pretty much every client I work with um just that kind of I don't know what it is a lack of confidence like you said mm -hmm. or a lack of kind of 
just ability to stick their hand up and say, yeah. here's what I offer, here's what I do, yeah, and yeah. shout about their achievements. Yeah. Is that something that you've seen? And if so, what's kind of, what do you do within your network to help women to feel more confident about kind of their offerings? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I have seen that for sure. I think there's two camps, the women that are too shy and the women that are a bit, I suppose, too salesy. So I think you have to strike a middle ground mm -hmm. in business because you do want to let other people know about what you do, but in a friendly way, right? In a way that gives value to other people. So yeah. I think that's kind of like a just it's an underlying business principle, I suppose, or a marketing principle. Like, for I mean, sure. you always give value to other people before first. Before you sell, yeah. Before you sell, right? And so so I think, you know, it's maybe the women that are very salesy, they just got, like, the whole, you have to be more confident and put yourself out there, maybe in a different, <laughs> you know, it took it a bit too literal. Um, but the, the definitely, I think, you know, sort of, uh, yeah, educating people on, like, I suppose, what is a good way to connect with customers. Mm -hmm. Um, which involves putting yourself out there, right? Um, and in my case, for example, going to events and just connecting with strangers all the time. Um, <laughs> which is know. very brave. I'm not yeah. sure I'd ever have that confidence. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind because I'm, I'm an extrovert person, basically, right? Um, but uh, if you were to ask me to record something on camera, it would be a completely different thing. So okay. I'm very hap like, happy in like real life. I'm very happy on audio. But as long as there's video involved, I'm just like, oh my god, like, that's so good. You know, I was like, ooh. Um, Which but is good to acknowledge we're not all Wonder Women. And no, we we're not. And, everything. and you can get comfortable with it. And you just, I mean, that's kind of like the mental blocks that, you know, people have, right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I forgot the question, actually. That's okay. We were just having a good conversation. Yeah. It just went off into one. Um, yeah, what were we talking about? I don't know. Oh, talking about how women have that kind of tendency to either over-promote themselves or under-promote themselves. Yeah. yeah and kind yeah, of off yeah. the back of that, I think with this whole growth of women being in such community with each mm. other, I think we can fall into the trap of we're so good about shouting about other women mm. and saying, here's this female entrepreneur, she's yeah. doing this incredible thing, but we really struggle to do that for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's definitely like women, what women have to... Um, I suppose learn if, if um, you know they don't do that at the moment um, but also as a network we can help each other right so if it's easier for women I mean that's like a growth hack if you will um, to borrow something from like tech industry because um, if it's easier for women to shout about other women why don't mm -hmm. we just kind of almost create like you know you know like like a circle of, of you know shout outs or something like that and I know that actually a lot of online communities do that Mm. And then, you know, everybody follows everybody on Instagram or, you know, shouts about like, you know, people and stuff like that. And it does help, but it can also get a bit automatic as well. So yeah. it can, can get a bit technical, so then it loses gender authenticity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, I think that's kind of the, the danger, right? So um, in terms of community, I think those things do work as long as it's kind of still, you know, in, in small proportions. Yeah, because then the connection is still genuine. Mm -hmm. If you're doing like an Instagram like sort of campaign, oh, like, like the, the engagement pods a, where you like everyone else's pictures. And exactly, and, and there's like you know, five hundred people basically, right? And yes, you have five hundred likes, but nobody really cares about your picture, like yeah. really. And those people aren't relevant to your business, yeah, exactly. so I don't always. I see those on Facebook, and I'm like, I don't really get the point. Yeah, that, but exactly. So it's kind of you know community, but on a, on authentic level yeah right? I think that's very very important yeah and kind of off bouncing off of that bloom blooming founders mm -hmm. is almost authentic community but on a huge scale because yeah. you have over like 2,500 yeah. women in that community but you obviously still try and make that such an organic and authentic environment yeah how yeah, do you yeah. do that 
Well, so I actually don't do anything. That's that's the trick behind that. I let the members refer other members, basically. And, um, you know, through anything that I do, like, you know, podcasts such as this one or, you know, blog posts um, or something, people find us. And I speak a lot at events as well. So it's it's kind of, um, I mean, so Blooming Farms is free to join, but it's application or referral. Um, we have like you know a form with like twenty two questions. I, I felt nervous because when I finished my application, it was like we'll review it and hopefully you'll get in. I was exactly. like, what if I don't get in? Exactly. Well, I made you. it. It was you, a great email that came through. I was like, great. yes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we do review every single application, and um, because it's important for us to uh, to create that genuine community right i mean we want to read what people write and and we are very judgmental <laughs> so we would literally judge like you know you know how does it feel basically right like you know did you put an effort in explaining what you want to do mm-hmm. what do you want to contribute to the community you know do you just kind of want to join because you have something to sell yeah or do you have even any idea what you're looking to do kind of thing right i mean if somebody like sounds completely clueless then maybe not the right thing for you at the moment maybe just figure things out fast and then you know, come back kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so that uh, is one sort of way to get into the community. And the other way is, is referrals, right? And the referrals are great because the members know what's going on and then, you know, they just kind of like recommend it to another female entrepreneur and yeah. and that's kind of like, you know, it's, it's just a, a more sort of, yeah, um, sustainable way to grow yeah. actually. And we have 40% referral rates. So it's actually quite, amazing. Quite... And that's the dream for any business to have such a committed and kind of loyal community mm. that they do the marketing for you. And, exactly. and I think exactly. that's what's great about women is we're so open to, hey, yeah, come absolutely. in, share. Like, it's not exactly. a secret club. We're yeah. not trying to keep it all. No. And then also, I mean, you're just really happy to share if you found something that suits you better, right? Because there's not that yeah. many, I mean, you know, female entrepreneurs, uh, networks or communities out there. I mean, there are a couple and, and they all, you know, sort of are great. But they're just actually not that many in total, right? So if you find something that, you know, fits you, then it's mm. great. And by all means, join everyone. I mean, I'm part of other female entrepreneur networks and I run mine myself, right? So it's not yeah. exclusive. And that's, I think, where, you know, the community over competition part comes in as well. I really don't see any of us, like, you know, in competition because actually it's like I'm part of, you know, everyone else's networks yeah. that I like too, Yeah, right? and I think it's when you so. take a step back and realize, like, we're all going for the same stuff. Yeah. We've all got the same hearts and the same challenges. Mm-hmm. So, like, why don't we just chat about it together and help exactly. each other out rather than exactly yeah because I think it's so easy to be burrowing away at home yeah. on your laptop to feel like you're on your own and yeah. it's like a rat race and you're just doing everything as quick as you can but yeah. actually sometimes when you take a step back yeah. and actually get in community with other people it can be mm. really powerful which is yeah. why I love what you're doing here it's really oh. cool thank you <laughs> so yeah. almost to finish us off with like yeah. a last couple of questions we've talked a bit about kind of like what you would do if you began your business again or yeah. tips that you would give to early yeah. female entrepreneurs so if someone's listening and hopefully are not put off yet by how crazy it sounds to be a female <laughs> entrepreneur and they're thinking, yes, this is something I would love to do. I've got this passion. I've got this dream. I want to start a business. How would you recommend them to start? Because obviously it's easy, as you said, to yeah. go online and register a business for £25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But physically in terms of looking yeah. at finding community and deciding yeah. what they're going to do. Yeah. Also, obviously, join Blooming Founders. That's a, <laughs> it's a good starting point. Also, you know, look into Blooms London, right? Um, I mean, we sort of 
have our entry membership, it's the passport membership, it's just £300 for the year, so £25 a month. It's really, really affordable, but it gets you free access to all of our events, and um, we run a lot of events. So any, you know, thing from educational, networking, and all of these things. Um, we have a mentor program, you know, of people, experienced business, um, you know, like leaders that can help you with um, their advice and ultimately you also have obviously everybody else right so I think I think as a business owner you know or potential business owner um, it's really important to make the commitment to yourself at some point because if you're always dabbling with the thought in your mind and you're not really doing anything you're not going to get go anywhere basically so you might as well just stop and maybe learn how to play a piano or something like that right <laughs> like pick a different hobby Right, uh -huh. because you will be more successful in that, and it will give you more rewards. Because the thing is, like you know, it's like somebody else. Oh my god! Like one of actually my advice, she told me once, like I know. Sorry, it's a common friend between us, but um, it was like um, starting a business is like having sex. You don't really know what 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 you do until you do it. <laughs> so you have to do it. Basically, you can't just always think about like how is it like to have sex? Like you know, like it doesn't work. Yeah, right? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Nobody does it. Right. Mm -hmm. So why do you do that with starting a business? So just do it and put some commitment uh, to the whole thing. So dedicate time to build your network, to go to events, um, to you know start doing something. Create a website. I mean, you can create websites for free, right? So it doesn't yeah, it's you know, so accessible these days. So accessible. Business. I mean, you know, start an Instagram account. Like just start doing things and. And you will find out if, if it's for you or or maybe not, right? I mean, I suppose be patient because nothing happens overnight, mm -hmm. right? Um, but uh, but yeah, and I think I think losing the fear of failure is a big thing for women, actually, because I mean, statistically, it's not you know I mean very likely that you know a business survives actually after like three years, right? Uh, which is actually really sad, and I shouldn't have mentioned that, but it is just the statistics. <laughs> it's around true, this. though, isn't it? It's good to exactly. Know. So, true. but but overall, you know, I think um, don't let yourself sort of be carried away from that because if you're not putting your best into it, like you know, why would you do it? Why would you put in the effort to to begin with, basically, right? And and um, and again, there's nothing to lose. The time that you're investing this learning opportunity for you and the rewards are so big. I mean, and I think that's basically what counterbalances the risk and then, you know, the fear and everything because the rewards are, on the other hand, gigantic, right? Mm -hmm. Doing something that you love, doing something that you're passionate about, doing something where you make an impact. Yeah. I mean, do you want to spend 40 years of your life being miserable or do you want to give it, you know, a shot at doing something that you yeah. actually enjoy and you can make an impact with? Yeah, and you walking into this space every day, seeing all these different men and women who are working here yeah. and seeing this beautiful space, that must just make you feel so yeah. proud and exactly. glad that you made that decision to exactly. start exactly. your business and take the exactly. risk. Yeah. People actually like it here. <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> but it is that feeling, isn't it? We're, we're easy to do something and then yeah. think, no one's going to like it, it's never mm. going to work. And then we're really surprised when people do it and it's like, okay. Cool. Exactly. And you just take it step by step, exactly. day by day, which is amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so, so much, Alice. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Get people to connect with your Instagram, your websites over at the show notes, so people can go and kind of yeah. check out more of what you guys are about. Perfect. But yeah, thanks so much for joining me. It's been okay. great. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 I so hoped you enjoyed listening to today's episode as much as I enjoyed recording it and being in conversation with Lou. 
I'd so encourage you to go and check out more about what Lou does. So I'll leave links within the show notes to both Blooming Founders and Blooms London. Um, So that's both their online network and their co-working space. If you are based in London and you're a female entrepreneur or a male, it's for both, and you're looking for a co-working space which is flexible and affordable, I cannot recommend Blooms London enough. It's beautiful, it has a crash, and just a ton of other facilities to help you to work effectively while still being in community with other people. So yeah, that's it for today's episode. Make sure to go and check out both Blooming Founders and Blooms London. And as always, thanks for listening. Let me know what you would like to hear next. Speak soon.